0: We're coming to you live from the MGM in Las Vegas uh, as uh, we're doing our Canelo. Uh, we got the Hulk here. I, mean, I told you. I told, I told you we were going to be bringing a lot of guests on. We got the Hulk. Hulk. We're, do, we're doing our Canelo Kovalev uh, event, and uh, joining us right now is the Hulk himself. Um, m- should I call you Mr. Hulk? I don't want you to start throwing me around. I'll call you Mr. Hulk. Um, Canelo, Good idea. Yeah, C- Canelo, S- Sergey. Uh, Kovalev and, and Canelo Alvarez are going to be fighting for Kovalev's title. Do you have any predictions? How do you see this fight going? Hulk like big Russian to crush Canelo into a cinnamon smear. It sounds like you have a little Russian in you. What, what, what accent is that? Is is that is that part of the... What, the I've that been green, exposed to radiation. Was it the radiation or that extra green tea you had this morning? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know hulk but, uh, smash so uh your official prediction is kovalev by kovalev front, by smash by, by a smashing de- kovalev will be winning by a smashing defeat uh over canelo alvarez uh as says the hulk and uh c- could you could you tear off the shirt or, or no we'll, we'll see <laughs> no we won't we won't have him tear off the shirt but uh thanks for joining us and uh uh we'll We'll, we'll be looking forward Happy to... Happy Halloween, we'll Billy be, C. We'll be looking forward to seeing you ringside. You are uh, going to be ringside, right? You bet. All right, we'll be seeing uh, the Hulk mm, uh, ringside. Hulk-like round-card girls. For the, <laughs> so does Billy <laughs> C. <laughs> but uh, anyway. Um, mm, big, <laughs> big uh, uh, Yeah, you know, what happened to Corona? Corona. mean no, Hulk no uh, like Corona. They, they didn't ante up. Huh? Corona <laughs> tastes like water <laughs> yellow water even with the lime yes lime tasting yellow you, water you know like, like. You, you like the lime it's 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 your color uh but Green. and exactly um but anyway we are um coming to you live uh with our uh canelo alvarez Sergey kovalev uh pre-fight show we are in the, the second uh part of this show and uh uh, we're uh, excited we're gonna have some uh, more guests coming on we're scheduled this hour we're scheduled to have uh, Sergio Sergio Mora join us uh, so that'll be uh, interesting um, some interesting fights if you missed the first uh, part of this show you missed a, a great interview with um, a young fighter on this card
1: Blair the Flair cobs that's
0: right Blair the Cobb. Cobb's. I'm sorry um, what a story he had Was uh, telling us that he was uh, living the the good life um, and it kind of got turned upside down uh, overnight for him and pretty much had to flee the country um, and um, fought his way in Mexico, which is, you know, Alex, I mean, there's no doubt that the Mexican fighters, and he, he, you know, he was telling us that. You know, he basically was fighting every week in Mexico. You know, they, they still do it the way everyone used to do it 20, 30, 40 years
1: ago. Yeah, where there's a fight card every weekend. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, I think that it was it's pretty interesting when you think about where he's been to have been Beverly Hills, Mexico, and then Philadelphia. In terms of the Beverly Hills part doesn't really give you a lot of boxing credentials but the Mexico
0: and the Philadelphia I mean how much better does it get than that Well you missed it he was New York too remember he said he was in oh New that's York. right yeah you know so chances are he was uh, in Brooklyn because uh, most uh, fighters in New York end up in Brooklyn uh, but uh, anyway um, towards the end of our uh, uh, last segment we were talking about the uh, Ryan Garcia Romeo denot fight. Um, and we've obviously been talking about uh, the Canelo and, and Kovalev fight, and you just heard uh, Hulk himself uh, pick the Kovalev. And, and you know, I, I'm wondering if the Hulk is going to put some money on Kovalev because, you know, it's, it's Kovalev is an underdog. Um, last time I checked, he was a 4-1 to one underdog, uh, meaning you're going to lay 400 bucks to win $100 uh, on Canelo, or you're going to win... You know, this is why Vegas is in business. Or you win 300. I know it doesn't. Right. You know, if you bet Kovalev. But uh, but the truth of the matter is, is uh, it's not going to be an easy fight uh, for Canelo. And, you know, we've been talking about this fight for a long time. Uh, as a matter of fact, once it, it was announced. Now, a couple of things that come into mind. Number one, Kovalev just recently fought. Um, he fought back in uh, uh, the end of August against Anthony Yard, and it was a tough fight. I mean, it wasn't an easy fight for him, Alex. He, uh, uh, you know, struggled, uh, was in serious trouble. As a matter of fact, um, his trainer, Buddy McGirt, said to him, I'm giving you one more round, uh, and was, was about to stop it. And, and we've seen, you know, in the past that when Buddy McGirt says he's stopping a fight, he stops the fight. yeah he's not. Kidding. And uh, Kovalev came out that very next round and stopped Yard. And although Yard is uh, a young, strong fighter, um, you know he still has a lot to learn and, and a lot of people could question why he took that fight and you know the only logical answer is for the money. I mean he took the fight for the money. Uh, but uh, you know I think that fighting recently in a tough fight like that can only help Kovalev in this one, what do you think? Yeah, I
1: do think so, too, because I think in a case like with Kovalev, if uh, some of the rumors are true about, you know, his lifestyle, the idea that he went right into another training camp I think only helps Um, because that idea of, you know, having some time off, relaxing, you know, staying out of the gym, staying up late, that kind of stuff, uh, living hard, you know, that's going to take a toll on you. Um, so I do think that uh, if he went right back into camp after the yard fight, that's, that's only going to help.
0: You know, now sometimes they say that, you know, just like uh, a fighter that's training and preparing for a fight, that they, they, you know, they peek out. And, you know, in times of where the, a fight might be delayed or, or postponed a week or two for whatever reason, um, you know, that it hurts a fighter. In this case, uh, do you think that it's going to hurt Kovalev? in in terms of him um, not having a chance to to fully rest i mean you could say that you know he did get at least three four maybe even five weeks of rest before he began training again i'm not so sure i mean you know buddy McGurt, hall of fame fighter um you know obviously and and i think he's a very underrated trainer uh i, I think that you know he's got kovalev uh doing exactly what he wants yeah, I, I think so,
1: and I, and I think that um, no, I think that this is. I think this is really a good um, move for him. I think the fight's coming at the right time. Um, I no, I, I I mean when we talk to Buddy McGirt later, we'll be, get an idea of what the camp was like. But um, no, I have a feeling that um, in terms of timing, I think this is good for both guys. Uh, I think they'll both be you know in as good a shape as they can be, and I do think. I was a little surprised, uh, and maybe this is what I thought. I thought I heard that the Hulk was here, and the Hulk said something about, you know, he's all about size. And I don't know about you, but when I saw the two of them standing
0: next to each other, Kovalev is much bigger. Yeah, and and you know, the thing is, is it, it, that's what I keep saying. If he utilizes his size and boxing ability, it's going to be a tough fight for Canelo. And he. He knocked
1: um, Bernard Hopkins down with a jab, if I remember correctly. Um, so, you know.
0: Well, you know, at this weight, Kovalev obviously needs to be the guy that you have to assume is the more powerful fighter. You can't, you know, I'm not taking anything away from Canelo, but he's never fought at this weight before. Um, despite him walking around at this weight or even actually heavier, um you know, he, he's, never, he's never fought at it. I do have some quotes uh, that we'll, uh, we'll look at right now. Canelo says, a body punch is always necessary in every fight, and it's a key move that I'm absolutely going to utilize uh, to my advantage to win this fight. And when, when he was asked about his transition to light heavyweight, he said, I feel good. This is the weight I'm usually at during my normal life, so it's natural for me. I've been eating well, lifting more weights, because I normally don't lift weights when I'm losing weight. I've been eating how I normally do, Uh, of course staying healthy, uh, but adding more rice, protein, and beef, no, no, he didn't say beef, Uh, and carbohydrates. I'm entering his zone of comfort, but we're ready for this. We have the intelligence and skill to beat Kovalev and win the fight. It's gonna be one of the most important fights for me and my career. This title is very important to be a four-time world champion in different divisions. This is historic. Uh, for my career he went on to say in boxing you have to take risks to make, to make history And this is a huge risk for my career, but we're ready We feel that we have the necessary skills to win this fight I'm going to utilize all of my skills in the ring We know what he has and what his challenge represents what this challenge represents We know he has long arms his jab is really strong and he knows how to move but we've trained for this He's my strongest opponent without a doubt and it's a huge risk for me but we're ready. It sounds exactly like what I'm saying he wasn't ready for. you know um, So you know, by hearing a quote like that only solidifies that he's going into this fight well prepared and um, you know uh, maybe maybe you're right from your initial uh, assessment of, of this fight. Uh, the one thing I, I, I'm a little concerned about, is the fact that uh he's lifting weights that typically slows down a fighter uh when you know there's too much muscle mass and it also tires a fighter out a el- easier so that kind of that kind of concerns me um but aside from that he well, everything else is all the right things to say yeah i mean the only thing i would uh the only
1: caveat i have about what he said is when he said i like taking risks i would say calculated risks because that's what this one is Um, but that's the name of the game Uh, who wants to take you know wanton risks Um, you get that's how you get killed Um, so I do think that um, in terms of the weights that's interesting because you know he does he has that physique you know the classic mesomorph physique Um, so I could tell you know I'm not surprised he likes lifting weights, but um you're right, I, I'm not sure that's gonna help him too much. Um one of the things Ward uh Dre Dre had said in the uh uh Anthony Yard fight was that in his experience, Kovalev wasn't physically strong inside to like move around. Um so maybe Canelo is thinking, I wanna be able to own the inside, I want to be able to move him where I want him to go uh, rather than, you know, be bowled around by the bigger guy. So it could be. I mean, but I think that the point you bring up about guys with big, you know, hypertrophed muscles get tired fast. The, the startling example that we have in recent memory is Andy Ruiz for Anthony Joshua. Look at the chubby Mexican guy. Didn't get tired. Well, look at But Anthony. the big, beautifully built guy all those big muscles need
0: need lots of oxygen but he didn't train either and he it. wasn't he he couldn't get the gas No, uh, and uh you know but but anthony yard for kovalev muscular same thing, guy
1: yep same thing
0: yep uh kovalev uh had some quotes and this is from tuesday he says canelo has nothing to lose in this fight he has a chance to make history but i have to defend my title This is the biggest fight in my career I've never been in this situation Where someone is coming from middleweight I'm not going to make a prediction But I'm going to go in there and defend my title I think Canelo will be just as strong At light heavyweight I think he'll weigh the same as me 175 pounds Well, he's going to have to, to get the fight uh, He will be heavier than usual But I think he's going to be comfortable When you lose weight for a fight You lose power and stamina And he won't have to do that my preparation has been well. We've we've had a great camp with Buddy. Uh, I had a short rest since my last fight, but I think that's better. My body feels really good, and I'm ready for this fight. This fight's gonna be interesting. It has worldwide intrigue. I can't wait. You know, in nice. the last segment, I said, uh, sometimes when a fighter says certain things during a press conference or a quote, it may be speaking louder volumes um this his comments to me sound more from a promotional point of view than himself Can, canelo I, these quotes to me make me lean towards canelo yeah well i tell you, it's the, the thing about this
1: whole the sort of the pageant of uh, a pre-fight is you do you get you know things you've heard before and you're kind of find yourself going over the same things trying to find something different um but you're right i think those those two quotes it's hard it it is hard to take any other way than you know canelo seems to be the real focused guy um but, you know, I don't know. Words are words, and uh, we're not, they're not throwing words at each other. They're going to be
0: throwing punches. I just think that if Kovalev is here as a, you know, bon voyage, I want to cash out, um, Canelo's going to win this fight, and, and he's going to stop him. But if Kovalev is really looking at this the way he should, as, uh, you know, an opportunity to make more money, And at least have another big financial fight, um, a win. Because you you know what this, you know, this this is like what I used to tell um, my fighters, specifically my world champion, Chevelle Halback. I'm like, you know, just remember something. You win this fight and you set up the rematch. The rematch, we know that that there's a rematch close in this fight. Canelo is not going to step in this ring against Kovalev and fight Kovalev without a rematch clause. There's no way. And, you know, if I'm Kathy Duva and Kovalev, you know, I'm not fighting the fight either without a rematch clause. Now, I don't know if Canelo would have signed that, um, you know, with Kovalev having the choice, but I think Canelo's team would definitely have, I, I, I don't know for certain, and maybe that's something we'll ask uh, uh, Kathy Duva, um, But uh, but the truth of the matter is, is, you know, a rematch could be huge money for Kovalev if if he wins. Canelo's not going to give him a rematch if he loses. So I think that the rematch will be up to Canelo. Yeah,
1: I think that that's an interesting... Yeah, I'd really be eager to hear what Kathy Duva has to say about that because, you know, I didn't even think of that. I wonder if there is a rematch clause. Um, I would think there probably is because it is for the title, you know. Um, but you're right, maybe... I guess we'll just have to find out um, I don't know man I'm uh, looking forward to a good fight. I think it's gonna be no matter what happens uh, neither one of these guys is
0: boring um, so I think we're in for a good fight. I think we're in for a good fight I, I you know it's just I, I want it to be I want the fight to be more than we expect. in other words, I, I don't want to see. You know, the first couple of rounds be feel out rounds, and then, you know, have Kovalev start to try to uh, establish, you know, a, a jab and, and boxing, you know, try to box Canelo, and then all of a sudden have Canelo get inside and break him down, and then the fight's over by the seventh, eighth round. I, I don't want to see that. What I would like to see is some drama. I hate to say it, but maybe a, a knockdown or two, uh, maybe a, a cut that, um, you know, would add some intrigue. Uh, something that you know makes fights great you know and you know when it when it's something out of the ordinary when there's something else in the mix that's what makes fights great and um, that's what we need for this fight in my opinion Uh, then again maybe the fight itself is going to be fine I I don't know I you know I think that I don't see
1: a feeling out round. I have a feeling things are going to get heated right away. At least that's what I'm hoping for. And I have a feeling that, um, we will know by the end of the first round, um, whether it's going to be a, a, a one-sided fight or not. Uh, I just have that feeling, you know, and this is in my head and maybe this is way wrong headed. And I, I'm sorry I'm sounding so one one-sided here, but, um, I kind of just had a vision of uh delahoya pacquiao where uh the first round of that by the end of the first round it was like oh wow La is bigger but he's not he doesn't have the speed he doesn't have the timing he can't close the distance you know that kind of thing all those things that delahoya had that you would think oh he, he's gonna use his jab he's gonna use his size they didn't matter because pacquiao was able to just do what he wanted. I have a feeling we might see Canelo assert himself like that, even by the first round, ra- by the end of the first
0: round. But you know, the thing that I love about this sport, I love being wrong. You see, the th- the thing is, is for Canelo to fight like that, it would require Kovalev to be the aggressor, right? And if he's the aggressor, he goes against everything I think he should be doing. I mean, I, I mean, don't get me wrong; he needs to win rounds. But he also his chance of winning this fight is for him to uh, try and establish his jab, and you know work off of his jab. That's his way and his chance of winning this fight. Um, but you know I, I I you know it's a it's a it's a tough analogy to follow um, because I don't look at Canelo as um, this super boxer with super speed. I, you know I see him as a A boxer puncher right I I see him get in and be able to finish his opponents when when he when he can I see him has I I see him learning over the last several years that a wins a win Um, it doesn't matter if if you know he knocks his opponent out he uh, also knows that you know he gets the nods a lot um, especially here in in Vegas Uh, so I, I would be surprised if if we see something similar to a, a Pacquiao de la Hoya, I, I know that the size analogy is true, but the style and and the hand speed and the accuracy. I, well, then again, I think Canelo might be more accurate than Pacquiao. His punches came from so many different angles. Sometimes he was inaccurate, but well, and the you big never thing s- with Canelo was the economy of punches. He doesn't throw lots and lots of punches. He's at, he's throws meaningful punches. And the, and then the other thing about Canelo is that Canelo traditionally has run out of gas like, uh, you know, in the seventh, you know, seventh, eighth rounds, you know, those kinds of things. Uh, You know, that kind of situation. So, um, you know, it very well well could be something similar to that. You know, I think we're going to be getting Sergio Mora here uh, in a couple of minutes. uh, So we'll get his thoughts on it. Uh, But, but, you know, it it appears that it's going to be um, a, a, a very good fight. And, and you know, you bring up a great point. I, you know, I, I think it's going to be a feeling. I think that first round is going to be a typical um, feeling-out round. That That's what I think. Yeah. I don't think, you know, I would be surprised if Canelo jumped all over Kovalev, and I would definitely be more surprised if Kovalev tried to jump all over Canelo. That's, that's the way th- I see it, is Kovalev bringing
1: the fight to him because I can't see him doing anything else. And I see Canelo making him pay for his aggression in the way that Yard did with that left hook. uh, I think I think Canelo will do that um, and probably get a little bit of what uh, Bobby Chaz always say, his pound of flesh by the end of the first round.
0: (laughs) Hey, listen, we're going to take a short break. And uh, when we come back, um, we should uh, have Sergio Mora with us. So uh, don't go nowhere.
2: Endless pools are an incredible alternative to traditional pools, making it easy and inexpensive to swim at home. Exercise year-round against a smooth current set to your desired pace and temperature. With our new underwater treadmill, you can walk or run without stressing your joints. Endless pools are simple to install and even simpler to maintain. The water stays crystal clear with almost no chlorine. Call for your free idea kit and experience the freedom of swimming at home.
3: snacking has never been this exciting. At Graze.com, we combine wholesome ingredients with the flavors we all love to create over 100 exciting snacks, like these. We'd love to send you a Graze sampler box for free. Just go to Graze.com, enter the code ENJOY36, and we'll mail your free box to your home or office. Join thousands of Grazers already in love with our exciting snacks. So come to Graze.com for your first box free.
4: Broken air conditioning, $4,400. Failing refrigerator, $2,500. Don't let outrageous repair and replacement bills like these bust your budget. Get the first American home warranty plan. And when a covered appliance or system breaks, we'll repair it or replace it for you.
0: We had a high-end dishwasher go kaput. They put it in a brand new dishwasher.
4: We have plans that cover air conditioning, most appliances, plus heating, plumbing, electrical systems, and much more. Plans start as low as $25 a month. Why let a major appliance or system breakdown bust your budget or go through the hassle of finding trustworthy service people? Last year alone, we saved our customers over $120 million. Don't wait until something breaks and you're stuck with a huge bill.
2: You save a lot of money, it's absolutely worth it. If you don't have First American Warranty, Get it. Call 1-800-946-6234 for your free, no obligation quote.
4: Need relief from backaches and stiffness in your hips or down your legs? Then you need Dr. Ho's Back Relief Belt, the innovative technology to support and decompress your spine. And now it's covered by Medicare.
1: Every patient with back pain should be wearing this belt. Nothing gave me instant relief except for the Dr. Ho belt.
4: Feel good while standing, walking, driving, doing housework, and while laying down. And now, Dr. Ho's patented belt is available at our best price ever. It's even covered by Medicare. Order now and get the easy-to-use hand pump and back rehabilitation DVD, free. You know, similar belts can cost you almost $1,000, but my belts won't cost you
2: $500, not three hundred not even $200, I will give you my special TV price.
4: And remember, Dr. Ho's belt is covered by Medicare. If you know a friend
5: or family member that suffers with pain, get them my system today. Help them live with less pain, be more active, and get back to doing the things they love. Give them the
3: gift of health.
2: Endless pools are an incredible alternative to traditional pools, making it easy and inexpensive to swim at home. Exercise year-round against a smooth current set to your desired pace and temperature. With our new underwater treadmill, you can walk or run without stressing your joints. Endless pools are simple to install and even simpler to maintain. The water stays crystal clear with almost no chlorine. Call for your free idea kit and experience the freedom of swimming at home.
0: And we're back. You're watching and listening to the uh, Billy C. Uh, Canelo Kovalev uh, pre-fight show. We're doing live from the MGM here in Las Vegas as we get ready for uh, the big fight on Saturday night. And um, we were just told that my man uh, Buddy McGirt going to be joining us here in a second. Uh, that's why um, you see an empty chair here because uh, Buddy McGirt, will be here in a second looking forward to uh to his thoughts on this big fight alex and uh he's uh he's quite the character Absolutely. Yeah. And,
1: uh. hall of famer freshly yeah. from the hall of fame and uh i tell you i remember the first fight i ever went to at the felt forum uh i remember seeing buddy mcgert there in the crowd and uh that was a prize fighter.
0: Well, I tell you, you know, he's, uh, he has made uh, uh, a, a great uh, a career as a trainer. I think he's one of the uh, best-kept secrets uh, as a trainer. And um, I think the other issue with him is he's a regular guy, you know, uh, which people are going to see here in a minute, you know. Um, but uh, uh, back in 2012, which I'm going to remind him about, um, he came and was a guest uh... on the show Um so will uh... will will reminisce about that but i'm curious to hear what his plans are he's on the phone right now i'm curious to hear what his plans are for this fight uh... with uh... kovalev and i think he's made a, a difference uh... for kovalev to be honest with you alex yeah yeah i think that's definitely i mean i thought
1: that uh, the victory over alvarez was one of the best in in kovalev's career so uh, and that was um, with Buddy McGirt. So I think that's, in terms of um, having a strong corner, it's uh, being one of those things you want to have in, in an
0: important fight. Kovalev definitely has that. Well, you know, the I know you just recently watched it, but the Anthony Yard fight was another uh, example, um, which uh, I'm curious to uh, get his thoughts on. He must be on a very, very important football. Well,
1: and if you think about it, too, what he showed in the Yard fight... Is something you know as much as it pains me to say it you know the guy who got me into this sport was Mike Tyson and Mike Tyson never really did that where he was hurt in a fight and then rallied and came back Um, the closest you could ever have was maybe in uh, Tony Tucker and Pinklin Thomas but um, Kovalev was in danger of being stopped and he rallied and
0: came right back well, uh, James Buddy okay. McGirt is uh, sitting down with us right now. He's going to get his headset on. And uh, uh, Buddy McGirt, how you doing, my man?
5: I'm great. I'm great. Thank you.
0: Um, you know, I, I told you when I saw you before, I was going to remind you. Um, back in 2012, I, did, uh, uh, I was at the Mandalay doing a week-long thing. And, and you had stopped by, and you came with uh, a bunch of people. And you were the life of the interview. You—I uh, don't know if you remember—but you were busting my, you know what? You were—it had a glass in front of the studio, and you kept lifting your shirt. <laughs> <laughs> you're lifting your shirt up, and I'm cracking up. I'm on, I'm on uh, live, and and you're uh, making me laugh. And uh, you never even put the beard down, too, while you were doing that. Yeah,
5: <laughs> I can I could walk in walking through bubblegum at the same
0: time. Hey, buddy, we've been uh, we've been talking a lot, obviously, about this fight and. Uh, one of the uh, uh, issues that I think is going to be an issue is you. I think that uh, you're bringing and adding a dimension for Kovalev. Um, I, I think if he fights smart, if he boxes, um, you know, he's, he could use his size advantage. What have you been going through in training with him to prepare him for Canelo? What, and I heard a quote from you saying that you're looking for Canelo to be coming after his body.
5: Well, <clears throat> I expect Canelo to do two things. Try to outbox him early, then attack his attack in the later rounds, because he's the older fighter. So if that's what he does, then what we would do is just let him box, stay on the outside, score points, and then when he steps on the gas, we step on the gas a little harder.
0: You know, it seems you've brought back the Kovalev of old, in a sense where. You know he's trusting in his own talents and stuff and and he knows you know one thing about you i'll be honest i i think you're one of the most underrated (laughs) trainers out there i I, i've always said you know what i how i thought you were such a great trainer and i think we're seeing it i think the the rest of the world is seeing it with kovalev you know when you tell a fighter i'm going to stop this fight that fighter knows that you're not bs'ing that you're going to stop the fight we saw it in his last fight against yard and he came out and, and won the fight does he know that he he basically has to do what you're asking him to do? Otherwise, that's it.
5: Well, my thing is this: you know, I I don't want to see a fighter get hurt. You know, nobody wants to see a fighter get hurt, but I cannot be brave with another man's blood in life. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and in this business, unfortunately, it just takes that one second too long. You know, I, and you can say I could have stopped it a around before, two rounds before, but that's something you'll never you can never answer but at the same time there's something that's always going to be in your mind for for the rest of your life you know i went through it with max Dadashev. you know you know if i had stopped sooner could i have saved his life i mean i don't know you know what i mean and so it's 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 a uh, a thing that it makes you study your fighter more and you watch him more in the gym and you watch everything you watch his reaction to punches and this way you know look man you know i'm not I'm, i don't see i don't like what i'm looking at here so if you don't give show me something this round i got to stop it.
0: You know, I've always said that nobody knows the fighter better than the trainer that's spending every day with him, and you're 100% right. There's too many trainers out there that are real tough when their fighter's in there taking the beat, and they should know their their fighter when he comes to the corner if he's acting any differently or, or whatever, or if it's just fatigue. And you've, been, you've done very well identifying that, and I think the, your own fighters respect you for it.
5: Well, my thing is this. <clears throat> I'd rather you be mad at me. For twenty for for two years, for stopping the fight too soon, then your whole family mad at me for the rest of my life.
0: Yeah, yeah. you know it's a it's, a, it's a great it's point. Right. A point. It's I a could great. deal with the two years. Right, I mean? right. You get over it. Yeah, you, 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 you could even you could even deal with them being mad for twenty. At least he's yes, still around for exactly. twenty. Hello, there you go. Yeah, see? yeah. No, you're you're right. Um, I see. Uh, I, I see Kovalev. Uh, like I said earlier, having a chance of. Winning this fight, you know, u- utilizing his jab, he's naturally a bigger guy, stronger. Um, honestly, do you think he could win a decision here in Vegas?
5: Hey, this is my thing on that. I'm not going to go into the fight thinking about that. This is my thing. If we get a bad decision, the whole world would have seen it. And then the Las Vegas Athletic Commission is going to have to say to themselves, we got to change something here because eventually people are going to get tired of these bad decisions. I think and they w- are now. <clears throat> and yeah. what's, what's happening is a lot of these judges are fans. They're not there to, like, say, okay, let's see who's the best. I'm a fan of this guy. So they watch him more than they watch both guys, mm. and it's not right to the fighters at all.
0: You're, you're, you're right. I was uh, on my way out here. Um, I, I was uh, happened to fly in with, with Steve Fahard and and I was saying to him, that you know, years ago we we developed lifelong boxing fans. Today it seems like we have boxing fighter fans. That they're more into their fighter, and when their fighter's career is over, who knows what they're going to do? You know, we we won't know that for a few more years. You know, what we need, what this sport needs, is lifelong boxing fans.
5: Let me tell you, I was in Atlantic City, and I uh, was getting ready to fight. Uh, I want to say Duran or the last fight with Mickey Ward, and. I saw one of the judges who's a great friend of mine, and I went over to give her a hug, and she says no. <clears throat> i like, why not? She goes, I'm doing your fight tonight, so please, go the other way.
1: Wow. Nice. So
5: I like that. I, I'm going to say her name because I love her. She's great. Her name is Miss Melvina Latham, mm-hmm. uh, who was awesome. the commissioner yeah. also. Yeah. Yeah. But she said, buddy, go away. I'm judging your fight tonight. No conversation. Wow. I mean... And you gotta respect that. You know? That's why it's she's like, still in this floor. Right, you know what I mean? And I love her for that. You Imagine know?
0: if Congress did that.
5: <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> no political. And then, and then I'm working with a fighter, and he's fighting for a title. And that day, the promoter had me and the officials go to lunch.
1: <laughs> wow.
5: Like I'm at lunch and I'm driving and I'm like, yo, what, you know, what fighter you guys working? And They're like. Yours, <laughs> I'm like, what? I'm like, man, we had to lunch together. We went on a tour. They had us on a tour bus. We going all over, you know, hanging out. I'm like, so what fighter you got? They said, yours, buddy. I'm like, are you serious? They're yeah. like, yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. man, we we'll gonna go to jail. So I told my friend jokingly in the dress room. I went to watch him wrap the fighter's hands. I said, if you knock us out, we're going to get a draw. He said, oh, <laughs> yeah, said right, right. Right. <laughs> that's right.
0: That's right. You know, sometimes you gotta rank twice to get it. And joint. he was
5: like, "What are you talking about, buddy?" I said, "You'll see." I said, "If it's close, don't even think you're gonna get it." You know what I mean? And and that's what happened, man. You know, so it's it's crazy, man. But that's the way the fight game is. And is it fair? No, because you have people's lives, not only their lives, their career, how they take how they take care of their family, in your hands. And it, and it, to me, it's just you know they got to do something, man. Something has to be done.
0: You know, uh, you you fought, you, you have a Hall of Fame career, obviously, in the Hall of Fame. Um, and, you know, even though it wasn't that long ago when you fought, uh, but it's changed a lot, buddy. And, and today, there's more emphasis on the A and B side fighter. And I think, basically, you know, what you're saying now, it... it the, the judges seem to come out with that mentality. And I've seen referees, too. I've seen, I don't want to mention his name, but, uh, uh, you know, I've seen referees slap around the guy that's not supposed to win, you know, pushing him away. And oh, giving yes. A you yeah, know, you I know, mean, they I, mug him. They, they, yeah. You know, it's like, give me a break. <laughs> you know, him an and extra push shove. Him. Hey, none of this. You know, it's like the Three Stooges. None of yeah. this, none of that, you yeah. know. You and, know,
5: <clears throat> today in boxing, all you have to do is look and see who's standing in whose corner and you know who's going to win the fight.
0: And and it shouldn't be like that. Mm. It shouldn't be like yeah, that. Right? And and the same thing with the judging. You know, we all know the judging criteria, but one of my arguments is that the order in which that criteria is judged should be etched in stone. Right. Because you might like volume, I might like power, and we're seeing these crazy scorecards, you know. And I've seen a lot of judges where they're they're, you know, scoring rounds for fighters that are throwing punches and even
5: though he's not landing, they're still getting around. It looks good. I mean they're right. like wow he looks good but he ain't doing shit. I tell fighters all the time, so look man, do this, do that. The judges think you're doing something. You ain't doing shit. Right.
0: You no, know, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. And and all you got to do is have a couple of people screaming and cheering. Yeah, when you, you go. To punch, you, right. you, you
5: throw a fake. Ah, fe- yeah, right. Wow, right. What, a, what a jab. He didn't even throw the jab. Yeah,
0: no, I, I know. <laughs> um, Buddy, uh, I, I just wanted
1: to say congratulations on your induction. And I, thank you. I wanted to say that I'm um, I, I in that ring. It's quite beautiful. Oh, thank you. Um, and I remember meeting you back when I was 17 Nice uh, telling my age now. At a card at the uh, the felt no, Forum. I kept that quiet. You know, <laughs> he's, you know, at a card at the felt Forum, Alex Stewart fought Lorenzo Canaday. And Edwin Rosario was on the card. Aaron yeah. Davis was on the card. Really telling, uh, Kevin, Kevin Kelly was on the he's card. you he was right crazy. Under the bus, is what he's crazy. Well, they don't have cards like we're that. We all anymore. over fifty. It was now. all New Yorkers. <laughs> it was all New Yorkers. And I remember you were in the audience, and me and my brother were like, "Wow, Buddy McGirt's here!" And we went over and shook your hand. It was awesome um and then we got to see you fight pernell Sweepy whitaker then he comes the to the garden. fight that i lose you see that? <laughs> well but it's <laughs> so good i tried to you know i tried I know, to keep that sorry i'm sorry, in, I'm no, sorry. That's okay, man. Yeah, <laughs> I, I tell you I that personally. fight was amazing Thank that you. was two of like the top fighters on earth at Thank the time you, and i remember you were not a hundred percent because you had that shoulder injury right. um do you what? Do you have any thoughts on Pernell Whitaker's passing? And, you know, it's and a just, shame.
5: It's a shame, man. You know, t- you know, it's a shame when anybody dies. You know, and <clears> he's <throat> a gentleman who was one of the greats, but he doesn't get the recognition he deserves. On to me, he only has one legitimate loss on his record, and that was to Felix Trinidad. But yeah. by then, he was over the hill. Right. Everybody else, you know, Oscar Ramirez, Chavez. I mean. I mean that, that that was just ridiculous. You know what I mean? It was it's unbelievable, man, you know. And the back in the days when you used to go to Felt Forum, when it was called the Felt Forum now, Yeah. They got to bring in a guy with like a a 20 a 12 and 20 record. But the only difference then was the guy with the 12 and 20 record could fight. Yeah. Right. right. I mean, you didn't know if the guy with the 12 wins was going to show up or the guy with the 20 losses. But I mean, he still
0: fought 32 professional fights. Right. But
5: today, if you get a guy 12 and 20, you're like, come on, man, this guy can't spell fight. Right. You know? <laughs> and it's, I had a guy, I saw a guy, this is no lie. I don't like to talk about people. You know what I mean, because, you know, I, I respect anybody that gets in the ring. You know, I don't care who you are. But this guy came in the gym, and he said he was 18 and 0. And everybody vouched for him that he was 18 and 0. When I saw him shadow box. I said, I want to fight the 18 guys that he fought right now.
0: All right, that's a great segue for what I wanted to ask you. What I, what I want to ask you, okay, now. And 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 I'll be honest, I'm not going to pull any punches. I, you know, I blame a lot of what's happened to this sport, the way we are right now, to Floyd Mayweather. And the reason why is because he was successful. And I'm not, you know, saying he wasn't a, a great fighter or whatever but he was successful in the path he took. Now everybody sees his success financially, his record, his accomplishments, et cetera, et cetera, and they all want to copy it. So what happens is, we, and we were talking about some young fighters that are on the card t- uh, Saturday night that, are, that were here, they're fighting these nobodies. They're building up the record. They're not giving themselves a chance to get better, and they believe in all the press clippings. They think they're invincible.
5: Doesn't that hurt the fighter? Yes, because when he finally gets in a real fight, exactly. he <laughs> gets his head handed to him. Exactly. You know, Floyd was different in a sense because Floyd could fight. I mean, there was no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And there came a point where he had to fight the best, and he did. When I was fighting, on, back say in the 80s, 70s and 80s, when you was fighting, they was building you up to get ready for those tough fights. You know what I mean? You wasn't fighting all... Guys, you're just going to run through. No. Every now and then, you had three or four guys that say, oh, yeah? <laughs> you think you're going to get this win right. easy. Right. You know what I mean? But now you see some guys now, nah, you're like, how the hell did they even give him a license? And here's the funny part. They have records like 12 and 1. That's the same. 20 and part. 1. It's like, who the hell did you fight? Yeah. But you know what happens now? A lot of them go to Mexico, pad their records, come back, and the fans are like, wow. You know I mean, he's 15 and 0. The problem in boxing today is that people they judge fighters by their record. Exactly, and that's I mean, and that's where you get get tricked. You know, I should tell my manager I don't want to fight a guy that's two and eight. No, give me a guy that's eight. No, because the guy with the two wins might show up and then I, I might be in trouble. So right. I don't want to <laughs> fight that guy. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, but I mean, you know, it's like other sports too. You know, when you're playing the better team, it rise you rise to the occasion. And, and I think a lot of promoters and managers aren't giving their own fighters that opportunity, you know Plus, uh, you know as a trainer you want to see how they perform and if maybe we need to fight that level guy again Before you say oh, yeah, I, I'm past that guy,
5: but they don't they don't think listen I fought a guy named Will, Willie Taylor out of Virginia when I saw him at the weigh-in I looked at my manager. I said are you serious? He said you're going to jail kid You're gonna hurt this kid. Let me tell you something I hit this guy with a one-two and I went to turn around because I thought he was going down. Hit me in the back of the head. Ooh. I'm like, where you going, buddy? I said, Oh god. <laughs> I'm in for a long night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and the fight went the fight went ten rounds. I was like, damn. You know what I mean? So, I mean it's just, you know, this. I just think in box right now, you just gotta make the fights a little more more interesting, man. You know, because if not, you know, it's back now where it needs to be for while it was dead, you know what I mean? But now it, it's, it's getting back. You get fights like this, Canelo, Kovalev, where the best are stepping up two weight divisions to fight a guy. Now that's boxing. I agree. You know what I mean? That's, that's what boxing needs more of, you know but, what I mean? But don't
0: you think the promoters and the networks should get this O out of their mind that you can't, you know, assume a fighter? Just like you said the other way, you see a 12-0 fighter, oh, the fan base has been tricked to think that that's a good fighter when they haven't fought anybody. There's nothing wrong with losing, especially a a close fight, Um, and and I think that the network should be receptive to those fighters instead of saying, oh, he's got a loss.
5: Sometimes a guy that loses a fighter becomes a better fighter. Yeah. That loses a fight. I'm sorry. If they learn from it. They become a better fighter, they learn. Right, exactly, if they learn from it, and then bam, next thing you know, he's a superstar. But guys will be like, oh, you know, Floyd's 50 and 0. Okay, but guess what? Sugar Ray Robinson had a ninety-fight win streak. Yeah. Ninety. Ch- Chavez, yeah. Chavez was eighty. and yeah. you know, before he lost yeah. his first fight. Okay. You know? I don't know about Chavez. I'm just gonna tell you, <laughs> Sugar Ray Robinson. No, he's
0: yeah. my he's, he's Sig- the best though, ever, Who? Sugar Ray. Sugar, Sugar Ray Robinson,
2: yeah. yeah. ninety-fight win streak. Oh yeah.
5: Mm. And, and yeah. he didn't fight any bumps.
0: No. no. Well, he fought, and, and to think we can't see the welterweight
1: Sugar Ray. That's because I mean, there's like no footage yeah. of those fights. I mean. yeah. Yeah.
0: One. Um, um well, they're giving us the signal here. It, it, seem, it <laughs> seemed thought, like I, the hook. I, it's, thought, it's, I it's, thought she was giving you the finger. Yeah, no. I, <laughs> I was just gonna say. I think I don't know if she was giving me the single or the finger, but uh, but you know, you're, I know you're busy. Uh, two things I want to ask you. One, um, how do you see the fight going? Uh, you know, obviously you're gonna lean towards Cove, but uh, how do you see the fight going?
5: I think it's gonna be a very interesting chess match.
0: You do think it's gonna yeah. be more tactical yeah. than a brawl? Okay. Yeah. Hmm. And my other question is: uh, Is there a rematch clause in this fight?
5: I have listen. I stay in my lane as the trainer. When it comes to the negotiations and all that, I don't want to know anything, in case I ever get integrated. <laughs> <Like> I can <laughs> honestly say I don't know nothing.
0: <laughs> well, buddy, uh, I wish you luck on Saturday. Thank you. And I, I appreciate you uh, stopping by with us. It was great seeing you. Thank you very again. much. So much. Appreciate and uh, it. you know. Uh, I, I, I'm feeling. I, I'm. I keep telling him. I, I'm going back and forth on this fight, and if Canelo can utilize his uh, height and, and establish Kovalev. that jab, uh, I'm sorry, Kovalev can uh, establish that jab. It's going to be uh, an interesting night. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, it. buddy. Stay out hey, of trouble. Hey, yeah, <laughs> uh, James Buddy McGar, who gets in trouble himself, you know, uh, <laughs> making me uh, uh, laugh here. But a uh, uh, Hall of Famer an interesting take on uh, what the sport of so boxing uh, is. Uh, we got uh, Sergio Mora coming um, right now. Uh, so we're gonna uh, get him set up uh, as he uh, uh, was patiently uh, waiting. Uh, and uh, um, Former.
3: Uh, I got you champ. I got for, you champ.
0: Former, for, former world champion, and uh, currently, uh, the Zone uh, broadcaster, Sergio Mora, uh, joins us. Thanks for uh, taking some time. Sorry uh, you had to wait over there. We, uh, Buddy jumped right in. No, and, uh, listen,
3: if, uh, if Hall of Fame great two-time champion, trainer of the year, Buddy McGirt, I'm behind him. That's always class for me. <laughs> I, I love Buddy McGirt.
0: <laughs> Hey, Sergio, uh, you know, one thing I want to congratulate you, you've made this transition from uh, inside the ring to call, and I think you're doing a fantastic job. Um, What's been the biggest adjustment that you feel you've had to make?
3: Um, Just learning, being patient, knowing my role. Uh, You know, I think uh, when, when you're unfamiliar with... Something new. I never had a job before. This my first like job. Job, even well, though, like, boxing's
0: a job. Come on, I mean, well, you, you put into that.
3: I, when you love what you do, it's not a job. I, I, I went over there. I would work out. And I'm like, man, I, I'm getting paid to work out. Isn't that great? <laughs> so it's not. I've never had a real real job. So this is the only time where I had to be. I have a boss. I have to be. You know, at meetings. I have to be prepared, and and it really is a, a great job uh, but it's a lot of it is a lot of work uh, and criticism that comes with it sometimes I could choose better words I could have been uh, more energetic I could have said less which meant more but these are things that I'm learning and uh, if if I'm if I'm learning and doing a, a good job at it then I'm I'm fine with it
0: you are doing a great job and and that's a great segue for w- what I'm going to ask you right now um, it's a job you have a boss um, you know you work for the network um, how do you how do you balance that with calling things as you see it and not trying to be the corporate surgeon. Yeah, no, that's a <laughs> great,
3: that's a great question. And, and here's the thing: uh, if I were working for any other boss or any other network or promoter, they will instill that in your ear. They'll 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 plant that seed of telling you, listen, be neutral, bud.
0: Yes. Now with, with the zone.
3: Now with the zone. Have you noticed, uh, Chris Mannix? That they, they don't they don't hold on to what he needs to say. He criticizes the mismatches on the zone. He criticizes uh, uh, a Sims Junior for not stepping up and getting t- these TV fights and with me i try to i try not to be too overcritical with fighters because i know how how difficult it is to do what we do but i will i will be uh um uh, i will say something negative if it needs to be said i try not to be over negative but if it needs to be said i'm not gonna shy away from it
0: you know you have a couple of young fighters on the card uh saturday night ryan garcia is one of them um that you know i've had a chance to to meet and chat with him he's a great kid I think this is a tough fight for him. Uh, you know, Deneau, I, I you know, they're looking at it very, like, it's not going to be a problem. But this is the toughest opponent he's faced. What's your thoughts on that fight?
3: If Carlos uh, Morales, who uh, fought uh, uh, Ryan Garcia, gave him problems, Carlos Morales is an excellent fighter. You know, he, he's never been stopped. Good fighter. Uh, he gave him problems, and I think Duno is a lot better fighter than Carlos Thank Morales. You. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, this is going to be a big test for Ryan Garcia. And it's going to be, He Duno knows how to fight taller fighters really well. Uh, he's an excellent body puncher. Uh, he, he has a great time jab. It's going to be shorter, a lot shorter than, and, uh, than Garcia's, and the, the distance is going to be hard to break. But he will break it. And he will get his hands on Garcia. Garcia doesn't have the greatest defense. He just keeps his hands up. His offense is defense. Speed is defense. But then once, once, once he gets closed down, he just puts his hands up. He, and he goes against the ropes. Duno's going to take advantage of that. And you're going to need to make him miss completely. And Garcia's not going to do that. So I'm curious to see how he's going to take the, 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 the power and the, the aggression of, of Duno.
0: I agree with you 100%. And, you know, the, the thing is, is, it just goes back to what we've been talking about. Uh, all day today is you know a lot of young fighters follow that path of least resistance where they're being handed opposition that they can walk through and then all of a sudden they get this kind of fight that he's going to be in saturday night and we don't know what we're going to get how does he handle it mentally you know uh, does he get beat up in the last fight that mario barrios was in i thought he lost that fight you know he 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 took a beating, and it was a similar path um, that uh... Uh, that Ryan's if it
3: wasn't for Carlos Morales and another fighter that took him the distance, Jason Velez, then I would say Ryan Garcia will be in trouble.
0: I said Jason Velez was the toughest opponent there you go. that he had. And Duno has fought at least four or five good opponents. That fight
3: that Duno had with Juan Antonio Rodriguez. That's the one, well, oh that's my God! What yeah. a brutal fight! And let's not let's not think that that didn't have an impact on him. That just happened a couple of months ago. Right. That's going to be to Ryan Garcia's benefit because he was losing that fight before they stopped it. Uh, uh, Duno was. That was just a physically taxing fight, and that's going to be uh, maybe that. And then his last fight at, at Home Depot Center. He got a good win versus a solid fighter, but how how in shape was his opponent? Uh, what was his name again? Um, uh, how in shape was he? Uh, Ivan Delgado. How in th- Delgado looked soft around the the belly. There was rumors that that um, he just got out of jail i don't know how true that was but he didn't look in shape oh
0: that fight yeah
3: but he didn't look in shape and and i credited uh, delgado during that fight he was losing but i was giving him so much credit for taking the fight and short notice and, and duno didn't look that good against them so now he's in there with a taller faster uh, uh you know go, golden goose in the next oscar de la Hoya, ryan garcia so it's gonna be tough it's,
0: it's gonna be tough g- it's a, I, I love the fight uh now obviously the main event I've been going back and forth with this fight. When they first announced it, I, I, I was, you know, saying Canelo, easy. He's going to work the body. He's going to stop. And I started thinking, I'm like, wait a minute. You know, Kovalev's a power guy, no question. He's taller. He's got a great jab if he uses He's got Buddy McGirt in the corner. Um, you know, which version of Kovalev are we going to see? And, you know, can Canelo beat the best Kovalev? That,
3: the key to beating canelo is going to be uh that man right there buddy yeah, McGirt. That's I, I, I really think that's going to be the key honestly because he's going to stay in his ear round per round not to get overly aggressive to touch you're going to hear that word a lot just touch him just touch him he's going to remind him to throw body shots because kovalev's not a body puncher and uh and the reason he's not a body puncher is because he's a great uh, uh, distance fighter he, he he likes to keep that one two or that two one uh, but he throws a right hand down there to the. If he can go throw the right hand to the shoulder or the bicep or the elbow like he was versus Bernard Hopkins, yeah. that's gonna open up something. So do that against Canelo, and, and that man right there, Buddy McGirt, will instill that round after round after round, and that if. If they do win, it's going to be because of that and following instructions and the game plan.
0: Can he win a decision in Las Vegas?
3: That, I, I think the only way he wins uh, Saturday is a decision. And I, I've been getting called crazy by everybody. I'm like, well, I'm thinking put the early rounds in the bank. Yeah. If you can put three, that'd be great. If you can put four, that's amazing because then Canelo's playing uh, catch up the second half of the fight. We know that's when Kovalev struggles in the second half of the fight. And then he can box and, and, and maneuver and, and, and do all that. Then he can cruise into a decision. Canelo's gonna have to get aggressive, falling behind on points. That's when he did, he's probably gonna get caught with something coming in. That's the only way I see Kovalev winning.
0: I you know I see Canelo needing to get inside against Kovalev, um, and I, like you mentioned, Buddy McGurt knows that, so he has to establish his jab in this fight. I think that the fight's gonna depend on that, don't you? Oh or- yeah
3: they got a great game plan and and you could see uh, buddy McGurt smiling and we know we, we know uh, uh, Kovalev has that Jack-o'-lanter smile but that's just for show he's smiling because he knows he has a trick up his sleeve McGurt he knows he, he's been there bef- he's been here before wasn't
1: it a jab that he dropped Hopkins with
3: he dropped no with the right hand it was a right, right hand uh, yeah I actually in stepped back which was impressive because he stepped back uh, when when Hopkins was trying to counter and he caught him with with the right hand over over the, the top but he dropped he dropped the day with uh, with a jab, and he dropped and he hurt Alvarez. He later Alvarez oh, with a power right. jab yeah, that was him, as yeah. well. Um, but it's a power jab. It's not really, and by a power jab, I mean he touches you with the right hand and he powers in the the one. So it's more like a a one two from a southpaw stance.
0: Oh wow! Yeah. You know, so uh,
3: yeah, it's not really a jab; it's a, a two-one instead of a one-two. Huh.
0: That's what I hate about CompuStats. <laughs> because, yeah, Because yeah, I'm not if, a big it's fan. A, if it's a jab, it counts, and it knocks you out. I'm it doesn't. A, it's not a power punch. I'm yeah, not a fan
3: know? of effective aggression. No. I, How do you know what effective yeah. is? <laughs> Have you ever been affected by a punch? <laughs> no.
0: Listen, uh, you know, I, I, I can't. You know, and I don't want to. I'm not going to mention the network, but you know, I, I couldn't stand when they used. This punch stats to call the fight, yeah, and and I think it's a great conversation piece after the fight's over, like you know, but during Especially the fight, close fights, yeah, during the fight, I don't think it means anything. I mean, uh, and and I and a lot of a lot of commentators use it as if it's fact. It's two guys' opinion. They're hitting the buttons on the keyboard. I
1: remember when when they first started uh, using it when Larry Merchant would talk about it, and you know, he would say it's a qualitative, quantitative. Not a qualitative look at the fight, and I always thought that was a good way that's, that's to describe good it. Because that's very different between quantity and quality. You know,
3: you know, the casual fan is not they, they don't know what quality is. They—they yeah. want to see that—that that eye feature. They want to see that—that—that—that that, that, that mannequin with the red head and then the, the the pink torso. He's been getting hit more to the head than right, the torso. Right, right, they want the that actual. Yeah. they, they want to see that visual. All right, I get it. But for the aficionado for the boxing fan for the boxer it, it's useless i don't care for it because you don't know what effective is the sometimes a shot that didn't look effective hurt the opponent yeah hurt the opponent i, I, I actually i get into this with brian kenny during during uh during telecast i'm like brian he's hurt and brian doesn't he's not quick to to agree with me and then the fighter will go down he goes well, I guess he is hurt, so I'm <laughs> like, but I saw he was hurt because of the way he reacted. Yeah. And I've seen that plenty of times, like a handful of times in these the zone fights where I'll call a fighter being hurt, and then it's sure sure enough, Within you'll seconds. see it, it'll develop. Yeah.
0: That's because Brian's from uh, Levittown. He, <laughs> so, so am I. Went, and, and I had him here, and we were uh, reminiscing about uh, Levittown, Long Island. Just Next time he says, you yeah, know, Levittown. I heard those Levittown people can't see. Lever- <laughs> Levittown? Levittown. Levittown. That's where he's from, yeah. Hey, Lever-town. Sergio,
1: I was curious. I remember when you fought um, Sugar Shane Mosley. Yeah. I really enjoyed that fight. One of the things that I thought. You're one of the few, but thank I, you. Yeah, and I was very surprised. People were you know were, worst fight of my life i thought it was really good because it was the worst you really befuddled him in the early going with lots of faints I, I have a feeling i know who you're gonna say because i have my own thoughts but who is a good fainter out there today um you don't see a lot of guys do it. I'm, that yeah. idea defensively really getting in your opponent's mind and just it breaks them down. The, and that's what you're best, doing with most. The
3: Mosley. best fainter is pound for pound the best fighter in the world right now, Vasily Lomachenko. He'll faint, he'll faint your feet. He'll faint you with your feet, with, with head movement, with, with punches. And that's what really frustrates fighters. I mean, the, the fainting, not, not really knowing where the speed and the power is going to come from, add the fact that he's a southpaw. I think Lomachenko is one of the best out there right now. But back to that Mosey fight. No, that was the worst fight of my career, not because of my performance, but because of the criticism I I took for that. And the same thing if you ask Tim Bradley, uh, what was the worst moment or period in his time? It was that second or that first Pacquiao fight. One of the Pacquiao fights. He said, Yeah, the first one. He got so much criticism for winning. For winning. Yeah. And for making the biggest purse of his career. But then he talked about i don't know he talked about like uh, negative things that you know in his head but he became really bitter right after that fight and i was the same way after mosley
1: wow yeah boy yeah. I, I really enjoyed that i thought it was really good i thought it was it was great seeing him try to figure out how you were mostly
3: told said that afterwards in the press conference and he and he continues to when larry merchant told him in the ring we thought you won the fight we thought uh uh the judges got it wrong. What do you think? And then Shane's like, no, I thought, I thought it was a draw was fine. I'm like, why are you putting words in his mouth? Let the legend talk. Right. You asked him the question, but you told him what you wanted him to say, and then he didn't say it. He right. said, no, I thought a uh, draw was fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When a fighter admits that a draw was fair, he lost the fight.
0: Right. Absolutely. Right. Right. <laughs> True. Uh, we, have, we have another young fighter on the card that we just I just met. I never saw him fight uh, Blair Cobbs. Um, what do you think of him? He he thinks he's going to be the next thing. His life. <laughs> well, it's, it's
3: good for him. <laughs> I I uh, he's exciting. I mean, he's exciting to. Uh, he's a character. Yeah, he is. He's a character. I think uh, I think he brings a little bit of that uh, WWE mentality, that flair. He's smart. I like listening to him talk. He's he's not boring. He's not uh, redundant. I mean, maybe that. Woo! That's yeah. a, that's redundant, but that's a shtick. <laughs> yeah. But if you talk to him, he's, he's a smart guy. He's articulate, and he says the right things. And then, and then he'll uh, then he'll get into character and give you the the look and the everything else. But he can fight. How far he'll get, we're gonna find out. He, I mean, he's in there with a power puncher. This this fight, eleven wins, eleven knockouts. So we're gonna see if he can take a punch. Uh, but, yeah, I would like to see him get matched up a little tough and see what we really have with uh, Blair Cobbs.
1: How about the Marlon Esparza? I mean, I think not only is Ryan Garcia in deep, I think Marlon Esparza is in pretty deep.
3: Marlon's going to have her hands full, I, yeah. uh, and, uh, you know, uh, Sinisa Estrada's a stable mate of mine. I've known her since I was eight, eight years old. Oh, wow. I, and I I know how good this, this woman is now, but I've known her since she was a kid, a baby. I've seen her beat up boys since she was 8, 10, 12, 14 years old. She'll wow. beat up boys in sparring. She won every national tournament you could think of in the amateurs. Uh, she's disciplined. She's hardworking. All she ever did in life is boxing. I mean, you're going to see a movie in her one, 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 one day. Wow. But Marlon Esparza is the bigger fighter coming down in weight. She's the Olympian, and there's bad blood there. That always makes things exciting. But Esparza will have her hands full. Wow. Especially three-minute rounds. That's going to be key too, because two-minute rounds fly, and th- this is going to be a three-three-minute r- rounds for women's fight. Really? I like that. Oh, I didn't know that. I, I like that. Yeah. I,
0: well, that's I was, great. I was involved with uh, Chevelle Hallback for for years, and uh, um, you know, she. I always asked her because I I never wondered why. You know, I know the WBC says. Uh, they say some crazy reasons why they, they should only be two rounds, but uh, but the truth of the matter is, every woman fighter I ever spoke to preferred they want to three, be. yeah, okay. they want two rounds. Treat, um, us,
3: treat us the same as men, yeah, They I, fight just as hard. They, why not?
0: They they and they, they train. They want to be, yeah. Um, we know you have to go. I got one question, and hopefully you can answer it. What's your official prediction for the Canelo Kovalev fight?
3: I think Canelo will stop Kovalev because Kovalev uh, will will. will he'll get hurt at some time in the fight he'll get hurt and we've already seen him get stopped he doesn't know how to uh survive he doesn't know how to hold on so if canelo who's an excellent finisher sees a glimpse of kovalev hurt he i don't think he'll be able to um withstand the uh the flurry in the attack canelo by late stoppage
0: do you think uh kovalev is going to be mentally strong for this fight
3: i think he'd be uh, yeah i don't know about mentally strong but he'll be He'll be mentally prepared because he's been hurt already. So uh, that always takes out of a fighter. When a fighter's been brutally knocked out, I mean, he got pretty much beaten up by Ward, and he got knocked out brutally by Alvarez. Once a fighter, especially a a monster puncher who's used to doing the the knocking out, once a fighter gets that invincibility taken away from them, mentally they're never the same. And that's the reason I'm choosing my words carefully. Mentally, I don't think you'll be 100% prepared for a Canelo. But strategically, I think he will be.
0: Interesting. That's a good way to put it. You no, know, yeah. it, it is because, you know, you look at Mike Tyson, Sonny Liston, same things. One Punchers they
3: punchers them. are never the same. Once that, that aura of invincibility gets taken away from them, they're never the same.
1: Well, and that's one of the things that um, Blair was talking about before when we were asking him about his style. He was saying that he adapts, he changes every round. And I think the best fighters were able to do that. If you think, I mean, it was just, I think it's been 40 years ago, just the other day was the anniversary. If you watch the first round of Ali Foreman, Ali fights the first round like a slugger. Yeah, I mean, and that was the thing about great fighters. They do what was needed, and they adapt. Yeah,
3: uh yeah. Well, that's Ali, of course. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well,
0: the other, the other issue, too, is... Well, yeah, it, you, you have to adapt. It boils down to the trainer to, to help make the, the proper adjustments. Because like I was saying earlier, the fighter's going to prepare for his game plan all through training camp. They that, That's what they're working on in training camp. It's the fighters and the trainers that can make the adjustments during the fight. That'll separate a fighter from winning or losing. It separates I
3: mean, good fighter from a, a great fighter, good trainer to great trainer. And I think uh, uh, Andre Ward, for instance, I'll use him instead of Ali. How he fought Kovalev the first time compared to how he fought him the second time. He yeah. adjusted mentally, physically. Became the first fight he was a box boxer, strict boxer, and then in the second fight he bullied the bully yeah. from the beginning. Yeah. He pressured him. He fought him in the inside. He got dirty because he needed to fight that way. He wasn't going to outbox him again on the end of the punch. So Ward, Andre Ward, a great fighter, did something great. And this Saturday, you have a great trainer in Buddy McGirt. And I think you have a Hall of Famer in Sergey Kovalev, which is a great light heavyweight. So you got two, two uh, a great boxer, great trainer, expect a great night.
0: Definitely. Okay, I lied. I got another question for you. <laughs> um, rematches that's something that I think is important in the sport that it's ver- rare today how do you feel about them I'm the king of rematches no I right? know I got the wrong guy I
3: got five rematches uh, that I've uh, on my uh, record and uh, I should have had seven because Alvin ayala deserve a rematch and Shane Mosley we need to you know meet a one there so uh, I'm a fan of rematches but only trilogies are, are hard to sell because people get get a little like uh
0: Unless they're, great. Out. Unless, unless they're great unless they're great right.
3: but usually trilogies don't end up great I mean except for Gotti and Ward and but th- usually a third one you've already given
0: well, way too much Ali Frazier Ollie Fraser. Yeah. Yeah, you Ollie Fraser. But
3: then but then you look at uh <laughs> Leonard Duran. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so there's, yeah. the, there's, Third there's one was the, the Pros and cons. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No,
0: you're right. You're That's right. True. Sergio, thank you very much. Oh uh, you got it. Thank you guys. Uh, keep up the good work. You're thank doing you. a great job and uh, we look forward to listening to you on uh, Saturday night. I appreciate Absolutely. it. Thank you Thanks guys. So much. Sergio Mora, former world champion, doing a great job with the uh, zone and uh, giving us his thoughts on the fight. Uh, Listen, we're going to take uh, a short break, and uh, we'll be back uh, in two.
2: Endless pools are an incredible alternative to traditional pools, making it easy and inexpensive to swim at home. Exercise year-round against a smooth current set to your desired pace and temperature. With our new underwater treadmill, you can walk or run without stressing your joints. Endless pools are simple to install, and even simpler to maintain. The water stays crystal clear with almost no chlorine. Call for your free idea kit and experience the freedom of swimming at home.
0: and we're back you're watching and listening to the Billy C Show we're coming to you live from the MGM in Las Vegas we're doing our uh, Canelo Kovalev uh, pre-fight show we just had Sergio Mora on we had James Buddy McGirt and uh, we're about to have uh, Kathy Duva uh, the promoter of Sergi Kovalev join us and uh, she's getting uh, all set right now Um, Kathy thank you for joining us Um, big fight uh, Saturday night. Um, what's your thoughts on the fight? I know you helped make it, of course, but uh, what's your thoughts on the fight initially?
4: You know, I, I told Sergey, I reminded him. I told him years ago I was sure that someday I was going to fight Canelo.
0: Really, really?
4: Yeah, and I, I'm, I am. A, I can't tell you that I anticipated a year ago that this was going to happen because we were in a really bad place, but uh, that's part of what happens when you build a legacy and you fight the toughest opposition out there and you build a fan base. And, you know, Canelo recognized that, well, if he's going to do something historic, if he's going to move up, and I always thought he would, because I always thought this is a guy who's never going to be able to keep fighting at 160. When he's starting this at, at such a young age, and he's a stocky guy. And so, and he's that guy who wants greatness. And it seemed to me, you know, coming up in a much earlier time in boxing when everybody did that, I felt, well, this is somebody who's going to want to do that. And mm-hmm. I said, Sergey, there's nobody in your division who you can have that defining fight with. You know, years ago that was the problem with, with when Sergey won the title. It's, okay, how do you become that pay-per-view fighter, which is what it was at the time, right? How do you become that guy uh, who, who can move the needle? And you need an opponent. Nally needed Frazier, right? Everybody needs an opponent. Well, there was nobody in the light heavyweight division at that point who could be that guy. Sergey had to become that guy. And now, people are going to come up and fight you. And I see the day is going to come when, you know, these people are going to have to fight you. And I, it, as I said, I, I'm... I'm not surprised, but I'm thrilled. And uh, when when the call came, it was, yes, you know, (laughs) Canelo is everything I thought he was. He's a great fighter. He wants greatness.
0: Sergio, um, obviously, you know, uh, Canelo Alvarez thinks that they see something in Sergio. Uh, Everybody knows that, uh, you know, they're thinking that the body is going to be a weakness. And obviously, we we spoke with Buddy, and um, they know that. Um, Mentally. How does Sergei Kola, Kolev, uh, Kovalev feel about the fight in terms of you know, what he has on the table? And I'm going to ask you is there a rematch clause in this fight?
4: I, we're not allowed to talk about any okay, of Okay, all right. Of the
0: because to me, and I would assume that there is, um, to me, it makes sense that he would want to win the fight um, so he could guarantee himself a, another big payday.
4: He wants to win the fight because he wants to go on and unify the titles. You got to understand how he thinks.
0: It, is, does he want to keep going? Because it yeah. was talked that he was that he was.
4: No, we've talked about it, and, and and the fact is, win or lose, he's going to go on and unify the titles. That's his plan.
0: Oh, there's a um,
1: lot. I mean, light heavyweight is just uh, one of the more exciting divisions right now.
4: It is. It finally got there. Remember when he started, there was nobody in his division. Yeah. My first conversation with an executive at HBO about him was, "Well, you got a problem. You know, he's Russian and he's a light heavyweight. Nobody's going to care about him, and he's in an awful division." I said, "No, no. He's the guy who's going to make the division." <laughs> wow, and, and and he got there, and he is that guy. And you can go out there and tell me that you know Peter God, and you know, and I've heard all these things. I love Dmitry Bival, We work with him too. He's gonna. He's a tremendous fighter, and he's going to be the future but of the division. I, I am sure of that. But today, Sergey Kovalev is still the man in the division. And Computer
0: has him number one.
4: As he should be, because look at who he's fought.
0: Yeah. He's fought everybody and in the division.
4: he beat Andre Ward at least once. At least yeah. once. So. Yeah, I
0: definitely thought he beat him the um, first time. What is, in your opinion, what does Buddy McGirt bring to the table? Because I, I, I see a different Kovalev. I, um, I, yeah. I see a guy that is is feels very comfortable with Buddy.
4: Oh, it, it's such a, a – the atmosphere in that camp is so much – it's so relaxed. It's so much fun. You can't be around Buddy and not be laughing, right? I, know. I mean, I mean, he's <laughs> one of the funniest individuals I've ever known. And he's a truly beautiful soul. And, and Sergey, one of the things about him that I've noticed always is he can judge somebody the moment he meets them. And he's usually right dead on right about them. Well, Buddy just, they walked in the door and they clicked. Love oh, at nice. first sight. And this is, this is what it is. And Buddy knows what he's doing. And Sergei's very smart. And he recognizes that. And he respects that.
0: Do what, what James Buddy McGirt is a guy that um, fighters I think know when they go back to the corner and he says I'm going to stop this fight that he's they're not he's not just saying that to to motivate them and in uh, Sergey's uh, last last fight against Yard he demonstrated that he was in trouble in that fight and uh, you know Buddy said he was thinking about stopping that fight and he came on and knocked knocked out uh, Anthony Yard. Um, How important is that relationship when he steps in the ring against Canelo?
4: Well, he's going to, unlike the fights with Ward, he's going to step in the ring with a game plan. He never had one. Think about the things he's accomplished and he was just figuring it out as he went along.
0: Was that because of lack of training or lack of him accepting the the training?
4: I don't know. You know what? It was a bad relationship. And
0: With John David Jackson,
1: the previous yeah, trainer.
4: it was a bad relationship, and we didn't have a better solution. It was, well, you know, we could tell that it was a – that that they were not close and they weren't getting along. I've seen situations. I mean, there were times when Arturo Gatti and Buddy weren't speaking with each other, but they'd get in the, the ring and in the in the gym and train. There were times when Pernell Whitaker and George Benton weren't speaking with each wow. other. It is possible, mm-hmm. you know, to, to be to be able to have a good working relationship and not a, a friendship. Um, but it just kept getting more and more toxic. And in the second ward fight, when we found out a week ahead of time that, that uh, John had been literally sleeping with the enemy, talking to the ward camp, giving them tips, whatever, thinking about leaving Sergey to go train ward.
0: That's right, that last
4: I
1: forgot
0: week, about
4: that. That last week, we had to go to, to, to Vegas and pretend it had never happened. Because what do you do? You throw the trainer out then?
0: Right, um, right.
4: And, and, you know, uh, again, it's like a bad marriage. Uh, we, we could sit with the two of them and they can both tell us every reason why the other person's to blame. And I'm sure they're both right. But it, it didn't work. This marriage is working out beautifully. And well, you see it. it, it you yes. see it in the ring. You can feel it in the air when you walk in the room. Yeah. Before you know it was it, it it was two people who don't like it. it was like a again a bad marriage you know when you, you've seen that couple that's getting ready to divorce and it's right, right. It's, it's hard to be in the room with them <laughs> yeah.
0: have to go yeah. to dinner with them yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's what it was like yeah. that's what his
4: training camp was like he was not having any fun he was not happy there was no uh, there were no moments where everybody just hangs around and jokes with each other people people weren't busting each other and you know they bust each other back and forth. You've got to love somebody and feel very yeah, secure yeah, with them to, to do, do that. that.
2: Right.
1: So it's, it's, it's I, fun. I, I it's really, fun to be around them. That relationship that Buddy McGirt has, uh, I was at the um, the first, uh, the fight Gotti, I think it was his, Buddy McGirt's first fight with Gotti when he fought Teron Mallett. Yeah, that And was. it was amazing to see the transformation. Yeah. I mean, I really, if we can have something
0: click like that for Kovalev, I think Canelo's in a lot of trouble Saturday. Night. I was just going to we'll say right. the comfort level and and Canelo is obviously not thinking the way we're talking right now about the the I, I mean he acts like he is but it, it seems that Frankly, he, he's
4: got tension in his camp.
0: Oh right, I know. <laughs> he's got, he's got a lot of tension. He just does. Saying. No, no, you're 100% <laughs> right. You're right. It's different. It's it, not his
4: trainer, but still
0: yeah, it's, it's but not, no, it's not his trainer. He's but he's a
4: great fighter, and I'm not going to think that he's going to let anything like that, you know, affect his performance.
0: No, but, I, you know, it, obviously Buddy's going to help Kovalev understand that and use it to his advantage on Saturday night. I, I'm expecting Kovalev to use his height and reach advantage. Um, I, you know, I, I know he's got the power, and I know Canelo has never been hit by a legitimate light heavyweight, um, but the discipline aspect... And the, you know, if he can establish his jab, I I think it's going to be a dangerous night for Canelo. And I'm hoping that's what he does because that's how he can win the fight, in my opinion.
4: I think you're right. He's got to win. He's got to go and box. I think he's, in the end, I think he's, you know, everybody talks about his power. I think he's the better boxer.
0: Well, let me ask you this, and I've been asking everyone can he win a decision in Vegas against Canelo? Should he outbox him and beat him?
4: I think he, I I don't think he wins a, a one point decision here mm, yeah. um but i think that if he can go in there and dominate and win every round again let's go back and look at him up until he gassed out with war in two fights and, and gassed out with alvarez he won every
3: round
1: yeah right. he's
4: a tremendous boxer he outboxed bernard hopkins he won every round he shut him out at that point in his career he was not as focused on his boxing as he is now wow his job wasn't as good as it is now he talks about when Buddy started teaching, when he first started training with Buddy. <laughs> Buddy would just not let him throw anything but his left hand throughout the entire training session. He said he would go back. He couldn't even move his arm to drive his car. He had to drive with his right hand.
1: Wow. He's That's old school that. training. It's yeah. Old school yeah. Training. Wow.
4: He strengthened that. That jab, that jab is it was always a weapon. He always just be able to, He stopped people with it before. Yeah. But now it's it is the primary weapon because he did fall in love with the power. He did start you know start start uh, relying on it yep. and as he was getting tired because he was overtraining he's getting older and now he's trying to train like a young fighter and, and fight like a young fighter at a pace like a young fighter fights instead of at a pace that a, a Manny pacquiao would as he's learned he's the best example of a guy who's adapted like that um, now that certainly has adapted and, and you know if he goes out there and he can just win as he did with yard every round one after another put him in the bank if he has a tough moment, whatever, sooner or later, that jab over and over and over again as the fight wears on, maybe he does get a late stoppage. Yeah. And if he doesn't, the Mexican crowd, and I learned this with Parnell Whitaker and Chavez Sr., they are very astute. They know they're boxing. And when their guy's losing, they don't just keep yelling and screaming for him. They get it, really quiet. Right. Yeah. So If, if it gets quiet, right. Yeah. Yeah. It, so part of what, what plays, I believe, into bad decisions is, is the crowd.
0: No, you're Some right. judges
4: just listen to the crowd more than others, You're right. and, and, and I know in, in the first Ward fight we had one in particular who now I've watched a pattern and went, oh shit, uh, <laughs> I know when I want him, but, <laughs> but, but, but the point is that um, if it gets really quiet in there, that, that advantage of that crowd kind of goes away. So.
0: They're giving me the signal here for okay. you, but my, one question I have, um, do you think Buddy has helped him with discipline in the ring?
4: Sergey was always disciplined. The problem was he, in the ring, maybe not so much outside.
0: <laughs>
4: this time, <laughs> this quick turnaround. <laughs> That's one of the <laughs> things. <laughs> there there was
1: there was no time in between fights. I mean, he must have gone right back into camp. Yeah, he after he There was only
4: about a week off that he spent with his family. That won. had
0: to help. Yeah, and I
4: think it helped a, lot, a tremendous And remember, when Buddy was fighting back in the day, a quick turnaround like this was for a champion was normal. Right. There was a period of, of, of seven months in which Buddy McGirt fought Frankie Warren, won the world title, defended it against Howard Davis Jr., and then fought Pernell Whitaker. Within seven months. Wow. Oscar fought five times in a year when he was champion twice. Wow. So. That was normal. This is not. This is not. Everybody's going. Oh, the fights are too close. No, Sergey's saying he's loving this. Yeah, but Kathy,
0: now if the fighter fights three times in a year, they get Fighter of the Year award. Right. Yes. You know.
4: Well, good then. Sergey's maybe up for consideration. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) go.
0: (laughs) But uh, listen. Good luck uh, Saturday. Thank Um, you. I think uh, Kovalev has a a great chance of coming out uh, as a winner if he if he does what I think he can do. So. We'll see. The Um,
4: fans will be winners, though. It's going to be a great fight. Yeah. Well, good good luck,
0: and we appreciate your time.
4: Anytime. Thanks so
0: much. much. Kathy Duva, uh, Sergei Kovalev's uh, uh, promoter, and feeling very confident uh, in this fight. Hey, listen, we're going to take a short break, and uh, when we come back... Actually, uh, we're going to uh, end it on this note, and we will come back uh, in a little bit, so make sure you tune in uh, to part uh, three. So uh, uh, we'll be back